What's up, listeners? Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. Uh, this week, me and Les sat down with the very funny Jim McHugh, who's from Boston, and he runs the whole Boston competition up there. And we got to sit down with Gino Williams, a.k.a. Gino the Garbage Man. And we had a great talk, man. I think you guys are going to enjoy this one. Also, towards the end of the podcast, Les actually had some old friends from college drop in just to do a little guest spot. And uh, they had some fun. We all had some fun. Thanks for listening, and uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right, again, uh, conversation, the conversation from the green room, McCurdy's Comedy Theater. Uh, and, uh, to, you know, as always, uh, this is uh, just the conversation that we as comics have back here. Whatever happens, as close as we can keep it in a natural conversation with mics in our damn faces. Yeah. That, you know, that's what we did. And uh, it's not an interview, and so we just, that's what we're doing. And, uh, and we were just talking about, before this came on, the complete, utter collapse of the damn lightning hockey. Oh, and by the way, uh, Eugene Williams, uh, uh, stage name Gino, the garbage man, Gino, the garbage guy, is right here. Say a little something so they know your voice. Hi, everybody doing, man? We're just hanging out back here. That's right. And then Big Mike's over here. I'm the producer. Too. And Jim McHugh, our headliner from Boston, will be with us in a little bit. Maybe some other people will drop by. But, uh, yeah, I was just outside with my friends uh, Rob and Kelly Jeffries, who are old friends of mine from Memphis. We went to college together, and, uh, and, and they're in Sarasota for the first time. Wow. But he was, you know, we were talking about that, you know, that complete collapse of the lightning. That's and worst I ever seen. Yeah, but he was, he was you know, we were talking about how, I mean, he he uh, was saying that Golden State last night was it? Yes, uh, was up thirty one thirty one points, points in the fourth and third lost. period and lost and lost. They were up thirty one points. Yes, up thirty one points and lost. Yes, Damn. to a team that they should not lose to. Greatest comeback in history. Yes, I'm yes. talking about complete collapse. I don't know what happened. Does Trump have something to do with this? I think it might be, might be. I don't be. know. Something is going Something's on. In the air. Everybody yeah. collapsing at the same time? It's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Look, don't collapse tonight on yeah. stuff. I hope yeah. I don't, I'm not, man. I'm not. I'm going to try my best not to. But, you know, I just, you know, I mean, and, of course, I guess, I don't know. I, you, there's all kinds of theories on why it ha- happens. And in, a, in one basketball game that, I mean, we haven't seen uh, Golden State completely collapse yet or anything like that but that lightning thing that was here you had a hockey team that to my knowledge had the best record of any of any hockey team in the regular season in the in the history of hockey oh jim McHugh, come on in have a seat pull up pull up a pull up a chair and a mic now you know you you know the concept of this, right? We're just it's just whatever the fuck we talk about. It's guys talking in the green room. Yeah, yeah. okay, that's it. Just hanging out. out, and we just were just, just talking about out. the collapse of the Lightning, uh, hockey. Where okay, the, where they, you know they lost those, <laughs> uh, they, they lost in the like, first oh, can round. Can I talk about the the Hartford Whalers then? Is yeah. that, uh, <laughs> is that, <laughs> that was my team growing up. The Hartford Whalers. <laughs> Hartford Whalers. <laughs> That was a score by your Hartford Whalers. <laughs> and you did not hear that song a lot. <laughs> but you're a Boston guy. Yeah. So you are you a Bruins? I'm a transplant. You're a Boston transplant? Yeah, I grew up from, in Connecticut. Oh, okay. Right, okay. that's why I got my offs. 
But there's no Connecticut hockey. No. There's no Stanford Sailors. Uh, no. I, I don't want to be. Uh, There's I, no Hartford Hurt Yes. Yeah. I think there may be whalers again, but maybe they may be whaling in Hartford again, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, if it's, not, it's not NHL. Hockey, right, you know. right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you're a Boston fan. Do you go to? Yeah, yeah. I don't go to. I don't. I never get to games because I'm always uh, telling jokes for money. Yeah, right. Whenever right. possible. Oh, it always yeah. gets in the way of things, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it always gets in the way of things. Yeah. <laughs> I quit doing that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I still tell jokes, but I just well, let you all tell jokes. When you own money. an ice cream store, that's right. You know, sometimes you go. I don't need to get an ice cream cone no, today. No, don't need one. <laughs> don't need it. No. Exactly right. Exactly. Oh God. Well, anyway, that was that just was incredible to all of us. It and just was a perfect example. One team came in ready, the other team wasn't. Well, that's what that, like I say, that's what my buddy was talking about was that Columbus was in was had had to win their last several games to get into the playoffs. So three weeks out, they're in played off head, you know, and they won like seven of their last nine games. And as opposed to the Lightning is uh, is three weeks out is in, is on cruise control. They don't have to win a game. That's a problem, I think. I What's think that? When they when you're just cruising like that. But the, don't you think that your coach? I mean, that that yeah, your coaching you staff hard. and your leadership should yeah. notice that. Motivate. Well, I would think it reminds me of a Green Bay. It was right after they won the the championship with Aaron Rodgers. They came in next season, went fifteen and one. Going in the playoffs in the last game, they sat all their starters. Sat all their starters, just basically tried to lose the, the last game of the regular season. They, oh, yeah, because they, they came in and got their asses whooped in the, in the playoffs because none of them were hot, none of them were ready. It was just was a that Was that that choice. mentality of they, they've we, won so many in a row and they're going to lose one anyway, so let's go ahead and lose this it, one? Well, they had already lost. They already lost one game back, so they couldn't go for the undefeated regular season record. Right. So they just said, fuck it. Like, we don't need to win this game. And it completely demoralized the team. It just and, didn't work out at all. And, they and lost sports the a lot of times, game. and sports a lot of times, it's hard to turn that switch on and off. Yeah. You know, once you're hot, mm-hmm. you got to stay hot. You know, once you turn that switch off, yeah. it's hard to turn that switch back on. And that's what happened to the Lightning. Yeah. You know, that so. other team came in hot, and the Lightning was cruising. And then when it hit the the playoff time, that team was still in that hot mode. I think you so. You know, and caught the lightning completely off guard, man. Yeah, it's an underdog team. Completely off guard. They was hungry. You know, they already feel what they need to do mm-hmm. to get there, and the lightning was already there. The good thing about it is, I saved a bunch of fucking money. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was already planning on going to at least three or four playoffs. <laughs> at least three or four. The funny, the, the funny thing about it on the garbage truck, you see all the lightning um, flags and all that stuff in the people yards on the cars. After they were down 3-0, you don't see no more lightning flags in, in the houses. Yeah, they're all in we garage were, sales and yeah, shit. Yeah, we were basically <laughs> throwing all of them 25 away 25 cents a you know? yeah. yeah. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. It I, couldn't just, wa- I, could, I literally could not watch the, the last two games. Yeah. You know, especially once, once the other team went up, I went, no, fuck no. Yeah, it's hard. I'll just I'll, – I'll kind of peek at the score every now and then. If we get up a couple of scores, I'll – Tune in. Otherwise, right. I'm not sitting here watching this crap. <laughs> no. you know? Yeah, they All was right. in cruise control. Yeah. They winning. Tampa Bay Rays winning. So it was just party time, right? You know? Right. The Rays are the Rays. 
they come in with that young team uh, this the end of last year. Right, right. And they were good. I mean, a bunch of guys you never heard of for the most part. But, of course, they'll all end up being Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees <laughs> within <laughs> the next After three years. Season, yeah. <laughs> as soon as their contracts run out. They'll start getting plucked. <laughs> they they'll start getting plucked. We're out. the farm team for, yeah. for the Yankees. I always think of that movie Moneyball where the guy goes to Boston. They're going to learn how to hire all these acts that aren't, uh, you know, these uh, players that aren't the big money players right but they went, oh yeah we're gonna get these we're gonna get all the you know the stats guys the way you did but we're still gonna get the big guys too right, we're right. gonna get everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's what they learned <laughs> of course that's right that's and, right. and 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 that's the difference that's that's happening right now in sports too you might have that dominant team and then you might have that team now that's like the devil raised a lot of no names and those no names are more hungry than the guys that's already paid. You, they got nothing you understand to lose. Where I'm from? Yeah. They, they got, got nothing right. to lose. Everything they're for just, them is upside. Sure. It's they're just playing position. ball. Right, right. Fun. It's they a big get, difference. It's they can't good. believe they're getting paid. Right. You know, they're in the show. They, they go, yeah. if this goes an extra year, I can marry a really good looking woman. <laughs> they have, you know, <laughs> they have fun. Turn to go on stage. <laughs> they having fun. You know, it's just, it's just fun for them. Yeah. Does this go right through the comedy show as they bring Yeah, they can hear us outside right now, actually. No, <laughs> no, I mean this podcast. You're gonna be podcasting during the while whole the whole show goes on. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, we just, it's yeah. just rolling. This is good. There isn't enough uh, distractions uh, when no, you're doing comedy. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I completely. I don't <laughs> completely forgot my skit. Everything. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, what am I gonna be doing, man? <laughs> it's funny to watch as a producer. Like, yeah. You see him. Oh shit, it's my time, and they have to oh, that's yeah. funny. get up and dodge microphones and not step on wires. It's so I'm sorry, exciting. I didn't meet you before. My name's Jim. Did we meet before? No, no. First How you doing, time. Gino? Gino, nice to meet you. Oh, is he tied in there somehow? Yeah, a little bit. Oh man, I want to hit that. I want to. You really didn't want to do this podcast, do you? He's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the He's microphone look expensive. I can't cover this. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I read that. You, you know, break it. You bought it. I'm yeah. Like, okay. Oh yeah. It's in the contract. Just give me a cup and a string. I'll just yell. <laughs> you see how I lean sideways. I don't even want to run the mm. brush it, man. Yeah, man. but it's pretty. It's it's pretty nice setup though. I like it. I like it. So Gino, you from down around here? Or? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Locally, yeah. born and raised. You know. Oh, cool. Came in. Came in through Les's um, Human Institute. Oh, cool. And I've been I've been riding with him ever since. You know, nice. it's pretty. It's pretty nice. I really love it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Came a long way. So. Now we could be getting together all week, or yes, sir, yes, okay, sir. Cool, we hanging cool. out. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd like to see you, but I'm doing a podcast now. Yeah, you're not gonna. Be <laughs> you're locked in, Jim. You're yeah, you locked in. <laughs> you're on lockdown. We'll be free tomorrow. This is cool though, because I thought you were gonna be winding it up right at the bell here. No, no. Because I, I read your email and I thought it was gonna be after the show. Somehow in my, I, I'm, I'm yeah. learning this thing about myself. I read, but I don't actually. Yeah, yeah. None of the words go into my brain. I just think <laughs> I know what somebody's saying. You're like, yeah. I, I, I think I'm starting to. Like get you like read that, the first man. twelve words, you go, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. You're podcast after the show. Stupid <laughs> podcast. I'm, start, I'm starting to do that when the wife talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I hear the first three words so I can catch on, and then I'm zoned out. She'd be like, huh? I'd be like, oh yeah. For yeah, you gotta real. replay those words back to her. <laughs> Yeah, make sure you didn't miss nothing. Yeah, too. yeah, you gotta always say, "Huh?" Yeah, you're right. You're like a you stenographer, know, yeah. right by your side at all uh-huh. times. Yeah, Just uh-huh. typing away. <laughs> That's some funny shit. Gotta always have that attention span, man. Think the older we get, that attention span starts to leave. You know? Yeah. Especially when you're watching something you really like. That's when they really want to talk. Yeah. You watching something real good, and they just, and you like, oh yeah, uh huh. 
You don't know what she said. She right. Yeah. Just, I think I, I, what do they call it? Uh, is it OCD where you're just uh, like, I, I'm like that. Like I'll, if I saw on TV, I want to watch. I hyper. There's nothing else in the room going it's on. ADD. <laughs> ADD. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I'm definitely that. Or selective, like selective hearing, selective. Right. Attention. Span. I think I'm definitely ADD because it's that, that the way I do my comedy too is I, I'm yeah. distracted by everything in the room. Yeah, you look at somebody's purse, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Why, why are you, what, what is that? What's going on there? Yeah, I see. And, uh, yeah, and so I hyper-focus sometimes mm -hmm. and uh, cut everything else out. And yeah. that, you're right, that's when she'll decide to bring something. Everything comes up. Man. Yeah. You know, and I. This I'm, is it. This is the last play of the Super Bowl. <laughs> honey? Yeah. Honey? Yeah. Do you, think, do you think Sadie, our cat, is acting strangely? Yeah. <laughs> and they hear the voice. It's like out, out of sight of your body. It's like <laughs> in the, it's, a, it's a ghost voice floating around the outside of the room. You're not really. <laughs> and you're thinking, I thought I heard something about a cat. Like, this can't be right. There's, it's the last play of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know we had a cat. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sometimes I have to pause and say, you was right. Um, what, what you was talking about again? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. She'd be like, "What you mean? That's right." I ain't ask you nothing. I ain't tell you nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, okay. All right. You're right. You're right." <laughs> like, can we just get to the part where I apologize and we can move on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just the weirdest times they want to talk, man. Right. <laughs> that's not like that where that DVR pause play function comes in real nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah right. Pause the fucking game. Yeah. What, what happened? That DVR. What about Sadie the cat? Like, what's going on? With this yeah, that DVR starting to kill me when you when you go on. When you see you miss something, you go back. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, now if, if I went back on the movie, how can I be seeing what everybody else? Mm. Is? <laughs> then you got to go back live. I'm like, this too much technology going on. You know? Yeah, too it's much. Too crazy. Too much. I was just hearing on the radio they're talking about now, like with all the uh, the online uh, streaming shows. Yeah. It's gonna be more expensive than when we. When everybody was getting out of cable. Like it's cheaper. I don't need cable. I just I got internet. It's like no, no, no. If you want to have, uh, you know, Netflix and you want to have, uh, yeah, uh, with all the Hulu and you want to have uh, Amazon or what, you know, like all of it. Yeah. And now it's gonna be Apple. Yeah. Everybody's gonna get fifteen, twenty bucks out of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like gonna be now you're in for you know. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, like, unless you just have one subscription service, but nobody's doing that. Nobody. Know? Yeah, because you know. Everybody, you know, like uh, HBO is, you know, everybody, you're going to want to see Game of Thrones, yeah, you know, or whatever the, their hottest show is. Yeah. Right. And then you're also going to want to see whatever the hottest thing on Amazon is, which I don't even know. But, but uh, you know, Netflix has always got a couple things you can only see right. in Netflix. Right, right, right. But that's how, like, I, I remember when you, like, when you pick, like, a TV package for cable. Right. Like, the, the packages are lined up so where it's like you... Like, you want to get both packages because this one only has ESPN2. Right, right, this right. This one has ESPN8, but it also has, you know, CNN. Like, it's, they try to, like, make it to where you have to have both. Otherwise, you're not going to have a complete Right, right. Comprehensive or your whole, there's a big hole in your life. Yeah. And then you, have, <laughs> then you have, like, 900 channels and, like, right. you don't have time to watch any. You have time to watch one fucking channel, maybe. You know what I mean? A I, day. I made, I made the crossover to Frontier. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, 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 surfing the, I'm surfing the channels. And I'm hitting sports and I'm like. It says subscribe. I mean, what do you mean subscribe? This yeah. is supposed to be free. Yeah. Anything I get in yeah. cable has to have sports free. Yep. You know what I mean? So I had to call up a um we need sports center. Okay, yeah. okay, sports center. So I go to NBA um what's the one? The NBA channel. Lee. Right. Yeah, yeah. I go to NBA and I'm like, wait, hold on now. I can't even get NBA. Oh I was like, God. honey, we gotta change back. You know, we man. thought we were so smart and back, you know, our fathers had three channels, but they watched boxing for <laughs> <Yeah>. free. <laughs> Everything. That's blue ribbon. Yeah. Boxing night. You know, yeah. they watched uh 
They got all the major golf on Sunday. They got yeah. all the baseball games. They got yeah. all the football games on Monday, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, in my so house, were, it, are we really smart? No. In my house, so. it was it was it was wrestling, baseball, and football, always on on Pops yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wrestling. He had those channels. And wrestling was Saturday mornings, right? Right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Saturday morning. That's right. And it was hype. It was hype. Yeah. Like he, I'm talking about, it was like a real wrestling match going on in the house. <laughs> you know, they got food, they got everything going on. Lights dimmed. I'm like, man, what's going on in here? You know? <laughs> it was crazy. I was watching a, a documentary on Buster Keaton. You know who Buster Keaton is? Very physical, silent uh, movie comedian, really okay. like a genius. You know, yeah, yeah. and uh, they were talking about how the stuff he was doing influenced everything, including cartoons and and. Uh, he and the, and some of the you know uh, the Stooges and a lot of this other stuff they got hurt most by cartoons when Saturday night because Saturday really? cartoons were doing slapstick, right? right they really right. just took that over. They just took you know it like over, it, yeah. and now instead of, you know uh, hitting somebody with a hammer, you could literally drop an anvil or a train yeah. on somebody. Yeah, you know, it's so much funnier. Yeah, so, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> a road, rocket pack. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Acne Roadrunner and all that. Shit. Right, right, right. That's so yeah, weird they, how that works. Uh, the the animation has changed so much right now, you know, right. for the cartoons. It just, I remember back when we had uh, what is his name, Ultraman. You remember Ultraman? Ultraman. Ultraman. I just saw that on Netflix. Is now a show. Yeah. Ultraman. Ultraman. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was Ultraman. I'm talking about one silver bit guy, you know, taking down planes and bad gorillas and stuff. That was the. That was the, <laughs> that was the heat. Now I walk bad in the room gorillas. and it's. It's SpongeBob. It's everybody going on right now, man. So much stuff going on right now. Theater, you'll never guess who played Johnny Storm. They had an animated thing in the 60s. I you never Johnny Storm. You know who the voice was? No. Bill Murray. Are you serious? Bill Murray. No Look shit. it up. Go on YouTube yeah. and put Bill Murray, Johnny Storm. And it's Jesus. like it's his voice going, you know, like whatever the lines are, oh, you know. Man. That's hilarious. <laughs> What's the beef, Reed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? Well, I'm really doing a bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing both impressions badly. Johnny <laughs> yeah. Storm and Bill Murray. At the same time. It's actually impressive. It's like both of them. It's great. Well, that's my thing. I don't do impressions. I do, you know, like, hey, that's a great character you do. No, I was doing an impression, but so bad, I've created a new <laughs> human being out of it. <laughs> i never heard of that before. <laughs> you made up somebody completely right. different. Completely oh, yeah. So original. just as long as you don't tell people you're doing impressions, they <laughs> right. think you're a great, right. uh, you know, <laughs> developer of characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I think I better start putting my stuff on, man. We just hanging out, having fun. I forgot we got to do a show, man. Yeah. It's fun, though. I, the first time doing this, pretty cool. Yeah. Man, you know, McCurdy does this better than anyone. There's, there's not too many clubs that, you know, I came in I came in early. He's got packed house on Sunday. He's got packed house on Wednesday, on Thursday. You know, it's every Ever stupid. since he moved, so many clubs moved in the country, downtown, it's Friday. Yeah. I drove by the off. old place, and he made such the right move here. This right, is like, right, oh, right, yeah. right. They got parking. Parking, it's safe parking. to walk yeah. at yeah. night, right? right. <laughs> and, and and so many people are not going down that area where he was. You know, right. what I mean, right. I mean, they love McCurdy's, but they just wasn't going. But right. here, it's yeah. like, let's go eat. You know, let's get some dessert. Let's go over there Absolutely. to the club. You know, yeah. let's go. Let's have some fun. You know, I was wondering. There used to be a restaurant across the street where everyone went to hang out afterwards. <laughs> 
<laughs> like all the comedians and everything. Oh, and yeah. I bet they're probably almost out of business because everybody, like, <laughs> yeah. the whole McCurdy's would just cross the street for uh, yeah you know. for dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, oh, yeah. the, his whole staff, yeah, everybody went yeah. over there. I think it was Memories, maybe? Or yeah, something. something like Yeah, Memories. Memories yeah. Lounge or yeah. something. Yeah, you Memories know? Lounge. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Across the highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they're still around, but yeah. Yeah, they're still around now. They're still yeah. around now. They're still around. And I bet but they that, have like a whole plaza. wall full of like uh, like famous comedians that oh, yeah. hung out in there after shows. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Know, right? That plaza is pretty much getting abandoned, though. Where yeah. he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going down. It happens. They'll make a fucking Dave and Buster's or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Les was telling me the dude was trying to tell him, convince him to stay. Yeah. Telling him a big um some kind of like flea market thing type thing coming in. Flea market, <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's the audience you want, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> oh yeah. The flea market audience. That's funny. Well, we were talking earlier about uh, like underdog, you know, the person who's supposed to win and everything like that. Is that happening comedy at all? Like the comedy competitions? I know you, you're big up. Yeah, there. it's a, f- it's a. You don't know. I mean, you don't know. It's a, it's a. The first round is, you know, I, I think it's as hard as any round, you really? know, because you got to get to that next level. Yeah. In uh, five minutes, right? Or how much you got time? Five minutes. Five you minutes. You got five minutes, and you got, uh, I think it's 10 or 12 acts on. That's great. And there's a lot, there's going to be a mix of hitters, and you also, you're pulling your name out of a hat. So, uh, you know, as comedians, you know where you end up on that show right, when right. everybody's mood peaks out. Right, right. And then weird stuff happens. You know, you'll have somebody crush in front of you which could be great or not great right. or you know you have you know not too many because we really we vet everybody pretty well everybody's pretty good yeah, but yeah. once in a while you'll have somebody that flames out right so right. if they flame out and you're next right. you could be warming them up for the guy after you yeah yeah, yeah. it's all like this you know and it's weird uh, how that works. I, I think it's uh i always say like uh you know con- uh, i uh, comedy contests are they suck. You know, they're horrible. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we make it equally horrible for everybody. That's the best we can do. It's fair. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it's, you know, it's a chance to get seen yeah, uh, by somebody who can give you work. Right, right. And I, all the other festivals, when I started it, we're going there 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And when I started it, it was, uh, I went to the festivals. And, and you know, like, if somebody like Lewis Black was in whatever fe- name the insert festival here, and there wasn't that many of them, but I noticed all the industry would follow him wherever he went because they want to hang out with the famous guy, the uh, cool guy, I see. no matter who's there. And right, you think, well, right. you're here to see talent. Not, not they don't care, right? You know. Right. And so I was like, if if we have a contest that you give them a clipboard, they have to sit there and look right. at people, right? Right. So right. like kind of force people to watch new talent because yeah. that was the whole idea. And, and and originally it was really just to try to get industry to come to Boston. <laughs> right, right. Because I try to get, uh, you know, it was like getting people from L.A. and New York. They, they wanted you to go there. And we had a lot of talent in Boston. In Boston, you know. Of course. Some of the best comics ever, I feel like, come right. out of Boston. Yeah, we got a lot of a lot of folks come out of there. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think them comedy contests are real weird, too, you know, because you're, I mean, majority of the time. Right. The audience is dare to see a certain comedian you know what i mean so it's like yeah, to support yeah. you know and then everybody's in the back and everybody's like you know well ours has been going at, so we're in 20 years so they they know the festival's gonna have good really funny acts that they've probably never seen before that's pro- and then what we do is we'll get like local headliners to ho- open and close or if there's you know or you know depending who's in town that we can put into the sh- mix so to put a like to have like a 
take away value almost. Right, right. right but right. they're not under they're not under as much pressure because they're doing ten. You know, somebody's doing ten, and they don't do any time in between the acts. They just go, you know, act number one, and right, they don't right. do all the intros. They just get it rolling, you know, right. get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. We host a World Series of Comedy here at McCurdy's. Right. I've never been to anything they do, but I. Mm-hmm. It seems like a. It. it I love it. Um, I love it because. Uh, I'm I'm competing in it this year. I didn't compete in it before, uh-huh. but uh, I love it because you just get to see so many different comics from right. all over the. Well, that was the, the other, that was the other great thing is to hang, uh, to hang out with it's, a bunch of comedians, and I always found that, uh, you know, like I just worked uh, the Key West Comedy Club. Uh, Tommy Dustin is one of the guys that runs yeah. that. He's a Boston guy, and uh, he used to always make such great uh, friends over the years uh, and contacts because he had a, a a spare room in Boston. And so Axe right. would come in, and he'd wow. let him crash at his house. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, and he actually he did a funny thing. He used, to, he used to handicap the thing. It wasn't part of the festival. Right. But he would, have a, he would have people bet you throw in five bucks, and you try to pick. The winner? Yeah, the winner, like, you know, the, the like brackets. brackets yeah, the brackets, yeah. Like college basketball. And, and he used to make me laugh because I'd see him, before, you know, for day one, he'd be like hawking. All the communities <laughs> are signing up. They're getting their information, you know, welcome kit. And he's going, hey, you're, hey. In the contest, hey, I do a thing. It's a uh, brackets. You want to get on? You want five bucks? You buy it, and it, you know, and, I, and it made it funny because everybody was like, they had their little sheet, you know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but he's like, we should make a part of the festival. I was like, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy, you know. Like, break somebody's legs. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Somebody trying to get that money. I'm not. If you're like laugh, a, a random guy, you could do that. But if you're like the festival, you, that's <laughs> it look, trouble. It looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> Some funny stuff. I think I think the competition here that they do every year is pretty awesome though. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's real awesome. I got in it one time, and um, I did I did real well. You know, I did real well, but you know, I was I was like, like you said, I was in the room with some comedians that been in it like 15, 20 years. You know. You know what the mean? funny so, thing I learned early on in Boston is these guys that are headliners sometimes, especially if they work in markets where it's not uh a lot of showcase sets they don't have that five minute set honed down the way that an, an act out of new york or la new york they they have that sprinting tv set that they've yeah, honed. shorter sets and everything and i think boston that's one thing that the festival changed in boston is everyone's developed that five minute crusher five set minutes. yeah the crusher tv set yeah. you gotta have it you know you gotta have it it's like you gotta know how to sprint you gotta know how to you know find your own pace and do the 45 minute set to make money well, yeah, you know, sure, so you gotta sure. learn both skills. Yeah, that's what Les always taught was just like start with your five minutes, like right. Just get because that's where you're gonna get most time anyway when you're starting out. Right, I mean, correct. Like, I'm gonna give you more than five minutes. Sometimes they give you three minutes. You know what I mean? Right. So he, that's what he always focused on. That's what that's how I started too. I just try to hone down, make sure. a solid tight five minutes, and then once from there, I went to seven minutes. You correct. Know what I mean? and right. Yeah, that's that's what you slowly, do. Slowly, don't don't try to like bite off way more than you can chew. Like, you know, you just yeah. Make your stew. Add a little in. Add yeah. a little in. Yeah, burn off the the horrible stuff. Yeah, right. right <laughs> Stop right. trying to cook for an army. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Make a plate for yourself first, and we'll, we'll start from there and you yeah. know, continue. But it, I mean, I, I'm always like hosting the open mics here and stuff, and I see people come in. And, like you can tell that they think that they have three hours, right? Like, and then they they can't even have a consistent five minute set though. Like, and they always want to try something new. They always want to. Right. Which is great for an open mic. I feel like, yeah, you should be testing out new material. Yeah, but, that's the place to do it. But at a club open mic, I feel like you should probably come prepared with your five minutes, especially yeah. if you've never been there before. And like, yeah. I'll see somebody Well, come if in. Les is in the room, you're trying to get work. Exactly. So bring your bring your best. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's 
it's hard, but I always try to tell people that I'm like, yeah, you want you want to build five minutes at a time. I think five, seven, ten. You know what I mean? Just slowly. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, that's what worked for me, and I'm I'm only two years in. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's what I've discovered. Yeah, that's the way I started from. You know, yeah. piece by piece, just keep yeah. just keep adding on, adding on. Then the more time that you get, the better off you are. You right. know? So. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's uh, I just see so many people trying to like every every day is like a new bit that like they don't even they don't even i've known guys all years there's a guy in boston that had been doing it for i mean 20 years 15 20 years and every single time he went on stage he tried a different five or seven minute set and he never got better and i and i I say hey man that that you got his that one that did really well. Yeah, it did really well. Right. He goes, so do it tomorrow. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know, I just like to try to do different stuff every day. I go, yeah. But in, in honestly, he was bombing more than he was doing well. Right. Of who wouldn't? Yeah, you try exactly. to completely new set every time you want a stage. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, is a weird thing. You know, his uh, as, as I've been building, you know, I, I have come to less uh, place uh, numerous of times. And as I've been building, people, you know, had they have seen me come in before, seen me perform. When they see me out there, they'll be like, man, it seems like you're getting better and better. And, right. and I'm just adding on to yeah. everything that I already know. You know what I mean? I'm just adding on when I, to when it. When I started you know? out, I always remember this. Like, we all made the mistake. Like, you get uh, on an open mic, and then you invite everyone you know. Yep. <laughs> and you're horrible. Yeah. You're horrible. You don't know you're horrible. So But you are. Yeah. And then to this day, I got relatives that still go, they pay you to do comedy? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, they do. And they're like, you're like huh? Because I saw you that one time. Yeah, you saw me 25 years exactly. ago. Exactly. I've improved since the first day I did comedy. I, you know? I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I, uh, I was under was that you had to be some sort of killer right off the gate like you just had to like, as soon as you took the first time you ever went on stage you crushed it no. and then from then on you just kept crushing it right. N- nothing could ever stop you and i was like that is just so far from the truth correct it's so far from the truth and then, and then you know what the people that i've seen people go up for the first time ever and they have a great set they they hit like something on accident you know they hit a little bit of magic on accident right. and then it's like i think that that can actually be worse because yeah. they think that they're good now they well, think also that like the, the other the work. other side of that coin is if you bring all your friends and family, everybody from work, they kind of clap and support you a lot more. It's inflated. Than the first, like you go, so you go, I could do this, mm-hmm. and then like the, the the second or third set, nobody knows you, and it's like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the worst when like, take a beating. You can like mistake those laughs. I think when like they're laughing at you, right. They're not really laughing with you. Like they don't. <laughs> right. like your, your points aren't really striking, but they're laughing at how badly you're doing up there. Well, you guys know the laugh ears thing, right? Somebody has laugh ears. You right. remember that phrase? No. So laugh ears is you're in, you're in, doing comedy, and one person laughs in the back, and you go, oh, oh, they like me. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you hear, yeah, you yeah. seek out, you're yeah. hearing something that isn't really there. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it's almost like being tone deaf. If you're a musician, you're like, oh, this is going great. It's like, no, 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 it's not going great. No, and if you can't learn, if you can't have those ears, those critical ears, yeah. and uh, where you go, oh, I, I don't like the way this bit worked. I either have to change it or lose it. Right, right, right. Or, you know, something has to change there. Something, yeah. If you come off every time thinking, oh, oh, wow, I killed him. Really, you 
because I was just watching you, <laughs> yeah, and that was killing for you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 Different I, definitions I, of killing. That's another thing. Yeah. Too. yeah. I don't see some comedians. You, know, you see the good comedians come off, and I'm, I'm interrupting you again. Go ahead. No, say you're, what you're, you're, good, say. you're good. You're good. You're uh, good. You know the good comedians. You'll see them come off, and they'll and, and they'll crush, and they'll go. Yeah, but you know, I did this new joke, and yeah, yeah. uh, you know, like halfway through, <laughs> and I can't make it work. Yeah. Like they're still being a scientist. They're still yeah. going. Yeah. This is the new bit I'm working on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing works all the time. Right, right. So right. we're just setting that aside. Exactly. But this thing I'm working on that's new to me. That's what my passion is at. That's what I'm staying humble. I think. Like, like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like being realistic. I, yeah, I've heard about that too. Like my buddy just moved out to to California. He's trying to run it with the big dogs, and he's like. I just watched Bill Burger off stage, like absolutely destroyed the room. Right. And I'm like, man, you were hilarious. And he's like, nah, I fucking sucked. And it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? What do you mean that sucked? Like, if that sucked, what am I supposed to do with my right. life? You know right. what I mean? Right. Like, that's crazy. So I, ha- I have actually seen some comedians, and they get up there, and I'm saying to myself, oh my god, you know what I mean? And they don't hear it, they don't feel it, they don't see it. I'm talking about they just going on about their business, yapping, yapping. I'm like. Man, yeah. I would be trying to come down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They, they're doing their set. They're in their set. How you doing, Pam? Pamela McCurdy's joining us. Nice of you to join us, Pam. Lovely, Pam. Pam's ears must have been burning today because I went to a Rotary Club meeting and they were they were giving you high praise for your help in fundraising oh. in Sarasota. That was very nice. Yeah, yeah you'd MC for some of the stuff they do there and. Uh, yeah. I'm the one that works for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, is less available? Well, you want free? Me. Let's talk about your budget first, then we'll see if less is available. That's right. That's he's got to do. He's got to want to do it more than golf. That's yeah. Right. Oh lord. Oh yeah. lord. It's hard to beat, beat out. It's hard to beat golf. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, Pam is huge in the community, man. She's yeah. huge in the community. Yeah. Everybody talks about Pam, you know. See her on all the TVs. You know, she's huge, man. She's huge. Is it yeah. good talk? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good talk. It's really Never heard a bad word. Older, it's nice to hear, you know, that they're still talking about you. Yeah. Still talking about <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, true. yeah. So what's going on, McHugh? Nothing. I've seen I'm, you since the Boston Comedy Festival. I know. You guys were great. They... This is this is uh, this is my secret weapon. Is <laughs> yeah. Pam and Les come up and uh, yeah, because they wow. do this all the time. Right, right, the, right. the business end of it, which yeah. I gotta go. Hey, throw me a line here. <laughs> I, might, I don't know. You know, after twenty years, I still don't know what I'm doing. No, you guys. This was. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, really cool. I love the theater that you have re- the finals in. Uh, Lewis Black was a. There's a, a producer that always wants to get Lewis, and and Lewis doesn't get along with him. Oh, and he's and he comes to do the festival because we're friends, and he yeah. says. Uh, do you know how much money Jim McHugh is making off of you, Lewis? And Lewis goes, Jim McHugh couldn't make money with a wheelbarrow full of money. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, but we get, you know, yeah, we have, uh, what, who do we have last year? We had um, Gary Gullman and we yeah, had uh, Emo Phillips. and. I missed Emo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Emo comes every year. Okay. You guys come back. You got, Emo is like the best. If you want to see a joke writer. Yeah. My goodness, that guy. Really? Oh, yeah. Look him up online. Wait, Emo Phil's one of the best the joke judges, writers. Wasn't he? We were at one of the satellite, you know, uh, you did it in a small studio theater space. We judged. Yeah, we got the Rockwells. Well, yeah. we, we move it around. We, have, we try to keep a lot of it in uh, in right Somerville, Davis Square. It's like, it, for those of you who are not from Boston, it's the next town over from Cambridge, you know, yeah. so. 
it's, cool. Yeah, it's, it's really kind of cool hipster area. And, and for us Sarasotans that don't even get to see age, let alone color in this city, uh-huh. it was yeah. so freaking cool yeah. to be up there amongst all of it. It was just, yeah. you know, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was great. It was refreshing. Yeah, yeah. It really was. Yeah, we're already we're working on this year already, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna have a meeting with you and Les. Yeah, let's do it. Because uh, you're moving it to November. Yeah, we moved it to November, um, 13 through 16. I, me and my sister Helen, who helps me run everything. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, oh wow, yeah. We had a little bit of because she wanted it in September, she wanted the nicer weather, but I'm like. Nicer weather isn't the best thing for selling comedy tickets. Yeah. I want everyone right. to be cabin fever looking for something to do. That's a good point. And uh, in Boston, when it gets nice out, nobody goes indoors. So, yeah. right. although we did very good in September, I just, uh, yeah. I, we had it in November for years. And I was like, you know, it always worked. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, especially up north. That's kind of yeah. one of those things you go, well, yeah, they get inside. X amount of time they can be outside. Let's so. get our funny on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's just not a good time for us, Jim. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you not coming? Or you don't want to come? It's too cold for you. Yeah, you know, we're old. <laughs> oh. I, you know, sorry, but. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a tragedy. Yeah. i got to put panties on now. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. no. But, yeah. It's, we'll have to get you a Boston County Festival hoodie or something. Yeah, we'll get a little. We got a new hoodies coming in from McCurdy's we now. Do, That's right? going to be our new merch. New merch. Yeah, okay. Hoodies and some new shirts. We're going to sell them in July. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, people here are crazy. It gets 60 degrees. They're complaining about the cold. Oh, my God. It was, what, Les goes off on them on stage. I swear to God. We'll, they'll be in here. It'll be 71 degrees, and they'll be like, we're freezing less. And he's like, stop it. Yeah. Well, they're all on blood thinners. They're all on Coumadin. Coumadin sit back down. That's true, though. They are all on Coumadin. That and our, what's our biggest complaint? The seats are too hard. Yeah. The seats are too hard. Way too hard. We yeah. go, bring a pillow. Yeah. Bring your little hemorrhoid blow-up thing, you oh know. Bring goodness. your donut. We're fine with that. Wow. <laughs> I'll wow. bring donut, and yeah. they show up with a little, you know, Bichon Silky. They want their big, out. comfortable, vibrating chair with yeah. remote and, yeah. and back massage. That's that exactly lady? right. They Remember? they want a yeah. big, heated That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, oh I swear God, to God, Jim. Oh, they, yeah. They parents, complain about that. You, yeah, you go to my, see my parents, they have two big, you know, I don't know, like it's the RV version of a chair. You know, it's gotta, they can't, if someone knocks on the door, you better wait five minutes. They got to lower it. They got to get out of it. They got to, you know, kind of hobble over to the door. Does it massage? Does it? Is oh, it yeah, the massage. They got a remote for it, yeah. which they don't even know how to run. I don't, oh, I don't yeah. believe. But you get in it sometimes and like, this is cool. Yeah, yeah but I don't got the time to get in and out of that chair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I got things to do. <laughs> my, my, my brother-in-law, we've got a massage chair at the house that we've had for 20 years. And it does. It's the basics, right? Yeah, yeah. My, my brother-in-law's got one that's in fucking sane. <laughs> it, it, when you get into it, it encases right, you. Right, right. Right? You your arms and everything. Yes, yes. And then it what? tilts you up to zero right. gravity. <laughs> right. And it's, it's unbelievable. We're the most pampered fucking. Oh, yeah people bunch of softies no it's we're literally putting ourselves in a pods you know you're gonna put the thing <laughs> yes. over your face and yes. you know like it's over yeah. you know like potato people yeah exactly <laughs> um, 
gonna get a coffee at some point. But Pam, I like I like your outfit. You're really kind of you're June. You're kind of June Cleaverish this evening. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I'll I'll have a, a Sam Adams because all I got to do is bring Jim up. I think. I think that's all I got. I was just do. telling Pam what a big hit she is. I went to a Rotary meeting here in, in Sarasota, uh, and she does a lot of fun, uh, yes. hosting for them. Yes, and of course you're well known as well. Yes, yeah. But it's gotten to the place where now she's like, kind of. She's the lead dog over yeah, there. Yeah, she's yeah, kind of. Because yeah. you know that there's that. Did you do that television show, The Sun Coast View, the last time? You I were think here? so. Yeah, I like you did too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know we. Uh, the first time I went on, it's been on now for three or four seasons. It's a, just local talk, right. right? But so they have us on the guest host every once in a while. And okay. it started with me going on with the club and a comic or something. And then they were like, hey, Les, would you be in the guest host? Said, yeah. So then they were like, hey, would you like to bring Pam on? I think it was our anniversary or something, okay. something like that. And so they brought Pam on. Well, he just fell in love with Pam. Of course. So, so then they start. So she says, her, she wants a guest host. And then all of a sudden, guess who doesn't get calls for guest <laughs> hosting anymore? <laughs> Pam. She every, bumped you. Yeah, she bumped my ass. She bumped she you. She bumped me. <laughs> and when they call me, it's me and her as a couple. So you can't get on without her now. Uh-uh. That's going to keep the marriage together. I have to have a chaperone, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm not alone. Just you know, they put Pam well, they on talk, she, She's the one that's there for the culture segment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the funny, here's Les. <laughs> They're, well, they're, she's funny too, though. But she has she's an improv she background, funny. all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, Pam has uh, Pam has a master's degree in theater from Florida State. She was like, oh, okay, a, all right, cum laude graduate, wow, full scholarship. All. She's got actual training. She was the fucking one that should be doing this shit, not right. me. Yeah, you right. know? yeah. We actually, as a matter of fact, when we, we got into the arts with a pocket full of dick jokes. Yes. <laughs> And very willing to do them. Very willing. Yeah, we're like, you could have this job and not wake up in the morning? Uh, well, I mean, you know, no big deal. Yes I, or no? I do, but you don't have to run go get a glass. Just more calories burned, baby. Run, run. Do you know what would happen to you if you were on, on the Sarasota TV show and you sent Pam out to get a beer? You'd be, you'd be run out of this town. He sent his wife out. I didn't, I didn't, she offered. She look, offered. look, I'm going to tell you this she right offered. now. I'm going to tell you this right now, yeah. guys. Between the, yeah. We're this, alone now. No one's listening. This shit don't <laughs> happen at home. <laughs> <laughs> There's never a time I'm sitting on the couch where Pam walks in and goes, honey, can I get you a beer? No. <laughs> never, zero. Zero. <laughs> if I ask and she's in the kitchen heading this way, uh, that could happen. You know, that's across the board I think it's unanimous I, I, I got the chance to meet uh, Jonathan Winters we're giving an award like first or second year and he goes he said I'm hanging out with him he says does your wife think you're funny I go well not like what I do on stage he goes no not at all right I go no no, no. and you know the other <laughs> he thing he goes my wife is completely unimpressed with what I do oh yeah <laughs> do, 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 but, and I, and that's I, Jonathan okay, Winters I tell comics this I go do you have you ever in your life tried a bit on your wife like, yeah, for, forget like about run it run it by her <laughs> right i never have no bad idea never never no. you know she'll just look at you like disappointed really, <laughs> really? who did i really? marry exactly. what was i thinking could you go get a fucking job <laughs> Jesus. really that's what you did all day today thought of that that's what you did so clever that's all you had on your to-do list yeah, was to pull was that, that together and you're, and you're so proud of it <laughs> 
You seem so incredibly proud of that. Of that. Oh, God. That's so true. I know. Funny. I know. Oh, I tell when I teach my comedy class, I go, do not run your bits by your wife <laughs> you or your keep, husband. You keep them. No. No. Yeah. no. It's ridiculous. They don't give a shit. They don't, you right. know. Yeah, they'll, they'll tell you, to, oh, do the story. Do the there one was, where we there was a woman at the oh, Rotary class. Now, they always try to there's influence There's so many people in this community that have taken this course. She says the best thing on her resume is your comedy course because when she went in for jobs, they'd say, what's this? It was an uh, icebreaker. Oh, nice. And, and she said, and she took it a long time ago. She said, I, I, it was, I, it was well, best you know, 150 I ever spent. They said, well, that's probably gone up. <laughs> 150 is probably 1970. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's 1976 you know, prices. And I've had this several times from from people who are have very accomplished lives. And right. this is an example. And I've had this more. Uh, this was this past year, several uh, classes ago. But a lady took it. I knew she was an attorney. You know, I knew that. She in a retired attorney. So she comes up to me. Uh, after the third, the last class where you're preparing, this is your final preparation before right. you go on stage. And she goes, Les, I'm an attorney. She goes, I have two master's degrees. She goes, I was made a district court judge, and I think she was on the Supreme Court for Michigan or Minnesota, their state Supreme Court. She, all of that. She goes, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. She goes, with hands down, the most demanding. Mm. She goes, it, it, and she goes, I didn't think that when I came and took this course. Right, right. That it would be this incredibly right. stressful. And what they don't realize is, is that is the structure. They don't realize that we are that, that we're structured. They think, because when you right. just listen to comics, we look so unstructured. right. You know, and I, I and the people that are good at this, it, it looks so easy. Mm. It looks like you're chatting. Well, you make it look like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pros make it look well. It's like a professional golfer. It makes that swing look really. Yeah, they good. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we all know what the difference. But what I always tell any comedy fan, I go, go to a club on a two-show night and watch both shows. Right. Watch both shows, and then to see that the second show that the, both of those comics or all three of them will have very little difference right even in those points where you go that was such a nuance how did that I, oh that had to be in the moment that had right, the right. way it happened there's no way that could recreate it right right i mean we had a guy here i don't know if you know eric meyer i don't eric's a. uh, uh Eric's just a manic on stage. He's just manic. It's like a guy on Adderall and Coke. And it, it, right. you know, I mean, he's just all over the place, like a cartoon character. And I know my class, they had watched him. They said, we watched him in the first show, and they all went, there's no fucking way that maniac could do that same maniac show. Right. And they go, by God, even his physicalizations were almost on cue. Right. Yeah. And right. they right. that's what people don't get. Right. Is the structure. Well you know. I remember uh Chris Rock released a special uh, years back and it was a tour. Mm-hmm. And he just they just kept cutting to different different uh nights. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was wearing a different suit in every single shot. So the same bit and they would transfer it to the next uh, to the next uh, theater that he was in wearing a different suit and he's in the exact same position 
the exact same foothold, the same, the same like facial features. It's like it's down to a science, and like that's when I that was the first time I realized that it's super structured. I was like, yeah. holy shit, he looks the exact same. Like he's in the same position. Like they were cutting it, and it was seamless. It was different suit, you know, but the same exact stance. You know what I mean? It was. I mean, once so once you get something to work a certain way, you ain't gonna fuck with it. No. Well, like you know, much. Pit- no. <laughs> you know, no. the guys who are the top pitchers, they're not. I'm gonna try this a different way. Yeah. Oh, exactly. You know, I, I, I'm going to do the fastball different tonight. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> no. Exactly. You, and back to a golf analogy. Right. Golf swings are, are very different from one. I mean, there's a, there's a basic fundamentals of golf, and, and they'll say that most golfers, no matter what they do from the top of their backswing until they finish, that that impact area that's like a foot behind the ball, they all end up in about the same spot somehow. Somehow, But yeah. they all, a lot of them get there in a, a wide variety of ways. Right. And you don't take somebody who's a, a pro and go, because like Jim Furyk has a very unorthodox, Bubba Watson self-taught. Arnold Palmer had a very un. You wouldn't go to him and go, man, you, you're, you're not – Doing, doing this right, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. right. <laughs> it's working. So yeah, whatever it's, it's doing that's getting you in the big show, keep doing it. Yeah, it's right. It's working. It's working. That's huh. exactly right. Yeah, that's such an accurate game. I feel like with uh, golf, you got, it's just like, like you said, it's just micro adjustments over your whole career to get that perfect swing. Or am I allowed to duck you. over and get a coffee before? You do whatever I go? you want. Yeah, I get my brain working. I got to go yeah. on a little bit. Yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Go, go prepare. Yeah, that's right. So, well, I played today. And, you know, it's like – and I didn't have a great score today at all. I shot in the high 80s, which is five or six strokes worse than I would want to shoot. I usually like to be in the low 80s, and breaking 80 is a is a really good day for me, which I do that maybe every tenth time I play or something. But, but you know, the thing is uh, uh, with golf, and, and this can be this way with anything, uh, it's like – like you go up and do a set, okay, mm-hmm. and you have a nice set, you have a good set, but like three of your bits tanked. Right, right. And after the show, somebody goes, "How'd your how'd your set go?" And you go, "Man, the fucking closer didn't work." And, right. da, da, da. and, and I know there was a guy that, that I know who's a teaching pro, and he said he was doing the same thing. He would come in from golf, and his wife would go, "How'd you do today?" And he goes, "I totally blew up six a par three on 16 made a triple bogey and i shanked one over there and what'd you shoot oh 78 you know what i mean you, you see what i'm saying because he's a but he's wanting to shoot a uh, you know he's a he's a club pro so he he wants to shoot even par but still and yet his and his wife told him after a period of time he was telling me this, he goes she goes i'm tired of you coming into this house after you've had a beautiful day of playing golf right. whatever happened and complain about it. She goes, from now on, when you walk in this house and I ask you how was your day on the golf course, I want you to tell me the four best things that happened that day. Right. First off, he goes, I can't tell you how that changed my whole approach to the sport, how it changes my evening. The, you know, the because what happens is when I go home – how did you do today? And I and I, I there's part of me that wants to go right to the negative. You see? Right. But then I go, well, I birdied three holes, and one of them was just three feet from a hole in one, 
and uh, and I hit a 330 yard drive, you know, one of my longest drives. And he goes, after I've said that four things, he goes, you know what happens is, I want to start telling more of the good shit I did that day. I don't want to stop at four. I want to start really talking about the, and you know, well, you know, Jack Nicholas. They say Jack Nicholas never hit a bad shot. Well, he's, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. They say Jack Nicholas never hit a bad shot because he ca- he doesn't remember him. Right, right, right. He lets him go right. He d- go, why remember? Don't focus on the negative. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I, saw, I saw something about athletes where they were saying um, one of the things that they one of the coaches was saying like you got to get across the athlete is if they make a mistake, let it go immediately. Yes. We'll talk about it at, next week. Right. You got to worry about right now. The game's on. That's right. And yeah. if you stop to dwell on, I can't believe I dropped that ball. You're you're of no use to anyone. You're going to drop another ball, right? Because you can't. Because it's in your head. You're programming now. yourself. Well, to, that's exactly you, right. You, you see know. that with young quarterbacks, and they throw an interception, their whole game goes out the window. Oh yeah. Because they're they can't stop focusing. They're so afraid of throwing another interception. Right. Well, and that's yeah. a, that's a really powerful thing. And I'm not saying I, everyone can do that, but it, like that's if well, you, yeah. There was a there was a you know there's that whole series of Zen of golf, Zen of tennis. There's these old Zen. Oh where really? They, they give you a lesson. Uh, in the sport that's attached to a Zen lesson. And one of the things was, was that, you know, what are you talking about? For only, if you only focus on the, when you do something, when you make a mistake, when you make a mistake, what you want to do with the mistake is, is that you want, you want to, you want to take a moment to go, okay, what, what happened there? You know, just about what happened. I didn't turn all the you know, I didn't do yeah. I didn't do that. I didn't deliver Okay, cool. And you've made that and then from that point on you're just you're on to doing the best you can with the next thing. And then whenever you do something good, they said m- strongest memories your strongest memories are wrapped around strongest emotional response to the memory. So if you're incredibly happy like off the charts happy or you're severely depressed those are the memories that really stick with you you know it's right. a, it's the way your the chemicals are the extreme your brain it, but it's the way it imprints so it, it's like when negative things happen it's not like you just totally blow them off no learn from them but just but then move on but they're saying when but try not to let them you know get you into a super emotional place if you can but when, but what people don't do is, th- they do something good, and it's almost like it's cocky to really celebrate yes. when yes. you do something. We're, yes. we're taught that, it's right. like it's cocky. Yeah, I agree. And they they talk about when Tiger, you know, all through his heyday, whenever he did something good, he fish, he fist pumps, he he yells, yeah. he he. Oh, I gotta go. Oh, back to work. Your turn now. All right. All so right. I'm going to talk through my intro and then run up there. Oh, no, I'm man. You just get ready, man. <laughs> Chug that coffee. <laughs> get, get ready for your set. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, Gino, you hey, got him, man. It's not like you're doing good. Oh, yeah. It, it, nice crowd. Nice crowd. Nice yeah? crowd. Nice. The, the dick thing to do when a comedian goes off after killing, you go, did you go on yet? <laughs> <laughs> we used to always do that, boss. Like, I so couldn't call, hear him out they there. They just crush. Yeah. You go. And they come off, they kind of walk, got a little swagger. You go, did you go on yet? <laughs> and it just deflates them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Air just drains right out of them, right? Oh, uh, that's a funny one. Or that's yeah, good. yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Did you bring me up already? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he going to get a drink. Yeah, let's don't call him on the stage. <laughs> he was going to get a drink, and you had them called. <laughs> yeah, he forgot. I know. We've had, we've had that happen a couple times when we're back here. It's like shit. I don't want to go perform. <laughs> I want to just sit and talk on the. Phone. Yeah, no. Right. Oh, this man. is fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's a, uh, and I, I think that's a big deal. We were just talking about how, uh, when you. When you do something really, it's, it's so easy to dwell on the, the mistakes you make in your life. You know what I mean? And we, I gave the analogy of a buddy of mine, very good uh, 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 golf pro. Right. And he would come home and his wife would go, how'd you play today? Well, some bit shot a 77. I mean, he had, I mean, to the average golfer, an amazing day. Now, he's a pro, so he won't. But the first thing out of his mouth would be, oh, you know double bogey this hole did that i shanked one off it would just be he would just be listing off the worst shit he did that day right right and finally his wife told him she goes from now on she i'm tired of you coming in and complaining about a day of golf for god's sakes it's a day of golf are you shitting me and yeah. you're complaining that's about that's right that? that's right he's like so she said from now on when you come home after golf and i ask you how was your day I want you to tell me the four best things you did today. And he goes, man, it just turned my whole attitude around. And not only, he goes, once you said the four great things you did today, you wanted to say all the good things right, you did that right, day. Right, right. Yeah. And it reinforces, that's what reinforces in your brain. So now, the next time you go play golf, you're like, kind of it's just kind of a little thing in the back of your head mm -hmm. oh last time i played i had a really great day right you know rather than last time i played uh, i hit five fucked up shots and i hope i don't hit five fucked up shots today right. you know what i mean right. yeah it, it's like because as soon as you tell yourself that guess you know you're gonna hit five fucked up shots right. you just told yourself you're right. gonna do it you know yeah and it's amazing how your brain you know they say golf is one of those that they'll you're you're on a tee box and there's water to the right. Now you're at your beginning golfer is going to sit there and go, whatever I do, do not hit it in the water. Right, you right. just told yourself to hit it in the water. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's exactly what you told right, yourself. Right. Yeah. Rather than walking up to the tee box, looking straight down the fairway, picking the target that you want to hit it to, and gone. Now let some bitch right down there to that 150 marker or. Or whatever, you yeah. know what I mean? That's it's like it's like a basketball player going, "Don't hit the back of the rim." Yeah. yeah well, yeah. guess what? You're gonna hit the. You're back hitting the back of the, of the fucking rim. Yeah, you know, you're focused on it it's rather weird. than just focused on the center of the goal and letting it fly. You know, right, right. and just with like confidence and. Yeah. Like Bingo. when you're when you're playing pool and you're like, "Don't scratch the eight ball." Of course. And you're like, "Fuck, I just scratched the eight ball." <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Don't even it, think about it. Yeah. It's incredible how your mind has so much control over your what your body does yeah. and when you get negative thoughts in there man it just follows suit yeah that was mind, it, it, and and the mind the mind is a strong a, a strong thing especially in sports you know i witnessed um i witnessed the strength of that uh this past sunday you know i have a um a aau team that's that's AAU? my phone oh is that your phone yeah 
I have an AAU team. Thanks. You're very that. popular, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That thing's yeah. banging like yeah. nuts. I, I try, I try to, I try to put it on. <laughs> I try to turn it off when I go home because my wife would be like, "Who is that?" Yeah. You know what I mean? But thanks to um, Les and Pam, you know, they um, they did something for uh, me and my family that was completely incredible, you know. And um, we have uh, a AAU team, basketball. 10th grade boys and I and I witnessed the strength of the mind this Sunday we was up in um Walt Disney World oh cool and we was playing in the on at ESPN wide world of sports oh wow and um we had went through we had them went through all the way we was 4-0 so we met this other team that was 4-0 4-0 right and um our, our fourth game finished before them so we went down we were watching them and I'm listening to my boys. They like, oh man, they can shoot. They can do this. So my mind's saying they're defeating themselves. You know what I mean? Because they're seeing what they can do good. They're not realizing I'm supposed to be focused on how I can stop that. You know what I mean? So make a long story short. Yeah. They win that game, so it's now both of the undefeated teams meet each other in the championship. So we're playing against them, and sure indeed, mm-hmm. you know, we pull up, we pull out seven zero. And then it's like once we got to that 7-0, it's like their mind said, oh, we can win this game. So let's get out of what we're doing to be winning, and let's start playing hero ball. So their mind is telling them, oh, okay, now we can do more because we can win this game instead of saying follow the plan. Right, right, right. You follow the plan, you follow the system, you follow the process. This is what got you here. You know what I mean? So their mind is telling them, if you do more, we're going to win this championship game, this big championship game. Right, right. Lo and behold, we went down by 16 points. Wow. We went down by 16 points at halftime. And I got them on the sideline. And I was like, listen to this scenario. I said, when you guys was following the plan, the system that we've been running, that we've been working, say you guys was winning. I say, once you guys started playing hero ball, we're down by 16 points. Yeah. I say, now think about this. This is the difference between pro athletes and good athletes. Yeah. I say pro athletes know how to adjust. Pro athletes know how to follow the system, trust the system, yeah, yeah. and win within the system. So, I when say, you, so when you say hero ball, that's when they break apart and start playing more as individuals, not as a team. Start correct? playing more selfish ball. Right. That's what right. I call hero ball. That's right. what I always say. Yeah, everybody's trying to be a hero. Right, right. I got to mm. do it. Yeah. So I said, trust the system, trust what we're doing, and trust me, we're going to win this game or we're going to be close at the end. I said, we down by 16. I said, but two points at a time. Mm-hmm. I said, trust each other. Play ball together like you've been doing. They got us here. Lo and behold, um, we win the game 69 to 60. Wow. The championship game. Wow. And the moral. Man, that's a big scoring game for right, 10th grade. For 10th grade. Yeah, and man. And the moral of the story is when your mind tells you that if you follow the system, you're winning, your mind can go off and on in an instant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Their mind went off to where they were winning and their mind was like, Oh, we should. I could do more. We can take a break. So now let me get out of the system. Let me shoot the ball more. Let me dribble more. They don't know that the mind is really failing them right now. You know what I mean? Yes. So 
put your mind back on let me use the team let me use let me trust the system let me trust everything i did sure lo and behold we raised the um we raised the trophy at the end of the nice. a 16 point turnaround and we won by nine nice, nice. you know what i mean so the mind You're a good coach the mind is a strong thing in life you know what i mean very, you have to, very, even yeah. if you think you got the mind trained the mind can also steer you away from what you really want to do oh, like, of course like the guy playing golf or, or like when you're playing golf if you say man i don't want to hit hit this pond you yeah. know what i mean once you put that in your mind guess what you're trying not to hit the pond you're forgetting about the game all right you know what i mean so what's gonna happen you're gonna hit the pond yeah you know but if your mind saying man forget that pond let me keep doing what i sure. do mm-hmm. stay within your fundamentals that that you know that's the thing is you they you start trying to do too much too much i mean we do that in golf we do that all the time you know one of the biggest uh, uh things that i'll or uh, 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 a uh, mistake i'll see people make and i've had to do too is that you're playing with three other people right three mm-hmm. and every one of those maybe that they you're the last one to hit your drive right the other three all pipe one right down the middle 250 270 maybe 300 yards maybe you got a young guy who can and immediately you go away from the fundamentals of your game and you go i need to hit this ball further than i normally do right well guess what you can't do that unrealistic you can't yeah. do that yep. it, it, it's like it's like I, I remember i had a, a golf coach and and i was hitting my drives great he he got me hitting my drives great and and hitting them uh <laughs> uh i know you're popular and uh you want me to grab it yeah okay. yeah i gotta i gotta turn that off <laughs> how did y'all stand that noise <laughs> there you go. Um, thank you thank you he 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 taught me some things that gave me the most distance i mean i went from hitting drives 220 to 230 240 at the most where all of a sudden i'm i'm averaging 250 260 and every once in a while usually at least once or twice around i'm hitting a drive out there 275 280 every once in a while 290 nice and so but what happens is my mind goes to well let's you know after a few rounds of golf and you go i've done that every round a couple times well shit i should hit every drive 280 yards well it all began to come apart right and for two years i was driving the ball great and then towards the end of that second year it just started to come apart so i go to my lesson and and joe man i love joe he was a man of few words he, he watched me he watched me hit some drives and da 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 he saw the thing so i finished you know i'd hit a few squirrely ones and i'm like yep that's what's happening joe and he goes i said what am i doing he goes you're trying too hard and i go well then what do i need to do right, he goes right. quit trying so hard and i go is that my fucking lesson <laughs> <laughs> is that what i paid so you i paid you to th- i want you to change someone you to do show me something he goes quit trying he goes look Les, when you the times that you hit a drive 10 20 yards maybe 30 yards further than nor- normal were you trying to i go ever he, i went no he goes of course not you just 
he goes, you just turned your body the right way. Everything kind of clicked, so you created more club head speed. You hit the ball right square in the in the center of the club. Every the timing was just really good. Boom, yeah. it just took off. And he goes, great. He goes and accept that and and enjoy it. He goes, as soon as you start trying to do that, you're going to be all over the place. And that's that hero ball. That's you that you hero. go, you go. They come out of their fundamentals, and all of a sudden they go, oh, we're behind. 15 points right i need to start throwing up threes yeah well motherfucker how many threes did you make the last game two yeah you think you're gonna make 12 now all yeah. of a sudden right. you that's know right. where did that come from yeah. that's right but it is it's like you you start pressing you and and you're exactly right that happens in every profession Level. every uh, in all walks of life people start pushing be you know in a way that that is it's unrealistic mm. you get it in your head i need to do this I, right and there's kind of a part of you that that's competitive nature that's not competitive nature. i get that there's a positive there but on the other hand you're falling out of your fundamentals right. and it's not going to go well no, no it's not going to go it, well it never all. does you know uh as far as that goes and every once in a while i feel like you do have those freaks though that can like, if they need to put the ball in the end zone in two plays, they'll fucking put the ball in the end zone in two plays. Like, well, but, but those are those are pro-pros. And, and, and those they, guys, believe it or not, believe it or not, they're just trusting the same system that yeah. got them there. And their belief right. is you so strong. I mean? It's so strong. So yeah. it's not nothing that they're doing. We think it's out of the ordinary. Right, But right. they're doing what they normally do. They right. practice that. You know but what you mean? know what? When they, when in they their wheelhouse, throw, yeah. When they, you know, I mean – I think, well, you know, I was going to say, when it's a quarterback throwing to a receiver, half that's the receiver. For sure. In other yeah. words, you know, he goes, I'm going to put it in the right place, but I trust that that guy ball. can get there and right. he can get it. Now, in basketball, golf, things like that, where it's, it's you, it's just you, you yeah. know, and you have, you're, I mean, you are playing as a team in basketball, but still, when you're taking the shot, yeah. it's you. It's, it's you. you. Well, you know what? I want to say that. But there's still a part of, yeah, it's you throwing it, putting it up there. But you also realize I've got teammates under that basket. Trying to get that ball That back. can get the rebound, that can tip it in, that can, you know, there's, there's, I'm putting it up there in a way that the whole team can make something else happen. Yeah. But, uh, one, but, one, yeah. one, one, one thing I used during the game, I had called a timeout. I said, when you coming down with the ball and you going down court, uh -huh. I said you're you're dribbling from one end of the court to the other end of the court. I said now pay attention that if you if you grab that rebound, you throw it to the first man that's farther up the court, and he throw it to the other man that's up the court. I said that ball got down to the other end of the court three seconds faster than what than you getting it from one end. Yeah. To the other, exactly. you know what I mean, and I said right. that's the difference of a fast break. Right. You know what I mean. You may get down there, you may score, but if you get the ball, throw it to this man, this man throw it to that man, you make that basket. Now you got a man already back to play defense. So those types of scenarios is the type, like you were saying earlier, that for the collapse of the um, the lightning, the lightning. Yeah. Someone on that staff 
you know what I mean, should have been like, guys, look, we need to do this. Because once they fell behind that first game, they was in uncharted territory. Yeah. Because they've been in winning all season. Started panicking, it looked And like. then they lose that second game. Guess what? Now the hero ball setting in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody should have been there to say, guys, look, let's get back to what we've been doing all season. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? That's what got us to this point. Right. You know what I mean? But it got so bad to look at the lopsided win even in the fourth game. Right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? Well, so, you know, a buddy of mine was saying that in watching it was like they were they got so focused on scoring they got so focused on offense no defense. that their defense fell, fell apart. completely apart happens all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. interesting so crazy yeah it is well it's it's like you said all all facets of life like uh, when we hosted the competition last year here the open mic competition yeah 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 i remember i saw i'm not going to name names but he came in he had a good set really good set got him to the finals and then he saw the people that were at the finals, and he panicked. And what did he do? He threw out the set that got him there, and he tried to do a whole new five minutes that was not as tested, not as you know clever, and he completely bombed. And I think the same thing, hero. Like you're trying to be the hero of the mic, you know, and when he should have just stuck trust to his fundamentals, trust the system. He was already like a shoe-in, and then he fucking flopped. It was weird. Sure. It was sure. weird it's to watch. Like, it, and, and it's funny you bring that up. Because, you know, we, we, we both been working with Les some time now. Me, probably longer than you. Oh, yeah, way longer. And when I came in with, um, with Les, you know, the first thing that I learned in the, in, the, um, in the class was keep compiling your funny on top of your funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just keep adding in stuff here and there, just adding stuff in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's been working for me all of these years. But don't abandon... But the thing we also talk about is, and, you know, I remember this being in uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, movie, The the Comedian or The Comic. The, the Comedian. Where, the yeah. Comedian, where he went up there and, and did a new, uh, he, he opened with new material, and mm-hmm. it, it, didn't, it didn't go well. Yeah. And afterwards, he's sitting there with Ray Romano and a few other people, and he's going, how stupid, man. He goes, I know that. That's like a, that's a cardinal rule. Don't yeah. open with mm-hmm. new material. No. Because... You, you didn't protect it. No, You yeah. know, it's like you don't go. And you see so many open micers that go up, and they do a whole new five minutes. Yeah. And I go, no, man. You, 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 take, you take three minutes of that five is your tried and true stuff that you're just constantly making sure is getting better and sharper. Yeah. And then you take two minutes. And you wedge it in the middle right, right. to yeah. where you've already got them laughing. You've already proved to them that you're good, that you're funny. Yeah. And then it gives that new stuff an opportunity, right. opportunity. to work. And then if it doesn't, you've already decided, you already know I'm going to follow this up with something else that, that's solid. Yeah. So you're never caught flat footed long. No. You yeah. know what I mean? And and, uh, and then you, you you put it in in pieces, you know. I mean, it's like a be like a be like a popular uh, musical group going up and going at a concert and going, hey man, we just do a, did a new album and that's all we're gonna play tonight. Yeah, we're not gonna play any of the hits from our yeah. past. We're not gonna. We're just gonna do that. And we're like, well, that you know, bullshit. With the start throwing shoes. Yeah, they right. will start throwing shoes. Yes, sir. Rush <laughs> the stage. Off. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta trust what got you there. That's you know? right. And the other thing is, why are you there? 
is it just for you or is it for the audience? Right, right, right It's right. for both of you, it's but primarily, it's for the audience. Right, your, right. your 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 purpose is is to make them have a good time. Yeah, it's a, it, it, that's the purpose, and 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 if you do that, you're going to have a good time too. Right. Uh, but if you you get so caught up in your own self that and i see comics do that all the time they get so caught up in their self yeah it's kind of fuck the audience and then they yeah. blame the audience <laughs> yep and you go and i love to hear a comic blame the audience when they came to a comedy club mm. i mean it's one thing when you went to joe's bar and grill yeah and there was a one-nighter and most of the people there didn't even know there was going to be comedy that yeah oh, yeah You know what I mean? That, you know. Yeah, they're, but, they're just there. But, and not that you can't get a, a lackluster crowd in a comedy club. Oh, you yeah, can. Yeah. You can get a low energy crowd. You can get, but still, in the end, they came to a comedy club. They right. made a decision yeah. to come to a comedy club. They wanted to laugh. They want to. Right. You know? And then, you, you know, you're as a comic. It's like that crowd, yeah, it sucked. Da 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 da. And you go, well. Uh. Maybe it's kind of you. <laughs> but ma maybe yeah. Maybe you just didn't. Yeah. I mean, we can all not click at times. But I, I if I walk off stage and not have a good set with a club, with a crowd, especially in a comedy club, but anywhere, my mind more goes to, I didn't have enough material. Right, right, right. I didn't have enough variety mm. of material to to feel them out and you know get them appeal to you them know, yeah. you know that at least the way i think now i know that there are comics that have that are very specific to i only do this right, right. and celebrities a lot of people because they're branded a certain way and you know they and, get their and, crowd yeah, yeah yeah but if you're a celebrity and you're already a celebrity you're kind of playing to your crowd all the time anyway the time, you're yeah. not playing to people who don't you know yeah it's very uh, rare yeah no um uh, unless they hire you for a corporate gig right yeah exactly then you could be you know yeah, yeah. it's weird how that works i heard like you can avoid that if you go to like places like la and new york because you're they're doing so many sets there that people aren't necessarily there to see you in particular you know like mm, still a celebrity is a celebrity yeah you're like, but yeah you're exactly right yeah. you, when you say that yes you are correct because yes you're in the comedy cellar. Right. Uh, no one knows that Louis C.K. or Amy Schumer or, you know, whoever, uh, Aziz or somebody is going to drop in yeah. and do a set. They don't know. They don't know. So they, you're exactly right. They could come in and not have a great set, mm -hmm. especially because it's a crowd that's, yeah, not, that's, yeah their kind of comedy is just not their cup of tea. Especially. Yeah, exactly. You know, or they're working on material anyway. That's new, right? You know, I mean that's, that's kind of a thing. You know, when when comics, lots of times people don't realize when clubs get celebrities, especially big name celebrities, that you just don't. That normally you're like, wow. Last time I saw them, it was at the two thousand or five thousand seat arena. Right. It wasn't, and now they're over at the comedy club. Well, it's because nine times out of ten they're working on a new sh a new show. A new they're hour, working yeah. on a new show, so they're coming into the comedy clubs to do that. 
and and they're they're not really there to do any of the golden oldies. You know, they're there to work on new material. Yeah, I know a, a buddy of mine owns a big club and that's been uh, around forever. And uh, uh, Birmingham, Bruce Ayers in Birmingham, great fucking awesome club. Yeah, and he gets huge celebrities. He always has, but. You know, Chris Rock would go down there and do things, but he goes, people don't realize Chris isn't going to do any of his old stuff. No, why it's would you? It's all because he's working on something. So right. sometimes it's not a killer-ass show. No, You yeah. know, and it's a good show, it. but it's not just a killer show because he's working on new stuff, you know. I kind of like that, though. I like that that the industry dictates that a little bit. Like, I mm-hmm. like that you you might come to expect to see the greatest Chris Rock hour ever, but like you, he still has to play clubs in order to get to the next hour. You know what yeah, I mean? I absolutely. love that. Because I just think that's a great – if you're a true comedy fan, I think you'd appreciate that. If you're just some person that bought a Chris Rock ticket and then he's like, what, what is this? I'm, he's not doing his old routine. I get why they might well, get disappointed. Well, I think a part of it is is knowing what you're getting ready to see. Right, you right. You know, I, I know myself as a club owner – I like to be able to prepare the audience as much as possible sure. for whatever they're going to see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so if I've got if I've got a huge star coming in here, hmm. you know, that's working on an HBO special or right. whatever, I like to let my audience know that that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. You know, you are getting to witness them working on the HBO special that they're going to tape in October. Sure, yeah. So when you see it yeah. on television, you will have seen, you will have been a part of seeing the, a lot of the process of that, yeah. which to big fans I think is really cool. It is know, cool, I think when so. When they see the final product and go, oh, they did that, that, but they didn't do that that way. Exactly. You know, that wasn't even in the show, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a special uh, moment I think because every, every show's different slightly in some yeah. weird way. Uh-huh. You know? I know uh, Kevin Hart, like that's part of his process. He'll go to like the comedy store in L.A. to start when he's when he just released a new special. He's starting from scratch. He goes to the comedy store for like a month and then just keeps on doing small sets, small sets, small sets until he gets to the point where he can take it on the road with him. And then he goes do he does clubs to small theaters, but he's still working on that hour. He just has enough to make it a, a, a show worth buying tickets to. Right. You know, and then, you know, two years later, he releases a, another hour. You right, know? right. Smart, right. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a certain level. Anytime, you don't want to be totally experimenting on a paying audience. No, no, no. In a sense. I yeah. mean, you want, you know. Unless they totally understand, unless <laughs> they all on board, you want that you want that cut glass focus. That's what I call it. That yeah. cut glass focus. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, it works. It works. Yawning. Yeah, I was up early. Yeah, you went golfing. That's why, right? <laughs> well, actually, I got up early to do a bunch of chores before. <laughs> right. That I needed to knock out before I went. Right. Uh, How is little Zayden coming along, man? Zayden, my grandson, is doing great. He just had his uh, uh, last doctor checkup a couple of days ago, and they said uh, he was right on track for four months. They said he's got a little bit of a big head. <laughs> that is, we know that. A little bit of a big. They said his head stability was at six months. 
He has six-month head stability, Gino. For a four-month-old, six-month head six stability. Six-month head stability. <laughs> I said, you want to? Pam told me that. I That's go, you great. know why? Because he's a genius. That's why he's a genius. <laughs> he's a genius They're all already. geniuses when yeah. they're babies. Yeah, you got exactly. you a genius, he's though, a man. genius. And... Uh, but no, nah, he, he's great. He just—he's such an easy boy. He's such an easy uh, infant. Yeah, you know, he just d- not fussy. He's not fussy at all. I mean, he just chill. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Mm-hmm. You guys look like—I be seeing you guys post, especially Pam post. I was telling her tonight. I said, you guys look like y'all having so much fun with him. We really know? are. Yeah. We really are as a family. Well, uh, well, I was gonna say we haven't had this much fun with Taylor, you know, our daughter, and, and as a family since she was probably eleven, ten, eleven, twelve right. years old. Right. Because as soon as she hit teenager, we weren't having as much fun as we were <laughs> right. before then. <laughs> right. <laughs> she was hell on wheels <laughs> as a teenager, yeah. and uh, you know, but. But still, you know, it, it's that little kid thing, and uh, I know you, you, you know it. Oh, You're doing man. it. Yeah, you, know, I'm, you I'm, got you. Uh, I'm, I'm to the point now. Where you got two, two, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. to the point now. Yeah. I just, I, you know, the the best thing about the grandbaby is you can always take them home when stuff right. ain't going right. You That's know? right. That's so, right. So I mean, these 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 young kids now it's amazing though. You know, to see how they develop and mm-hmm. you know how how fast they learn. And stuff oh, yeah. like that. So, it's it's a beautiful experience. You know what I mean? I wouldn't trade it in for now. I probably trade some of the kids in, but I wouldn't <laughs> trade the experience in. You know? No, it is. <laughs> it's it's fun. It's fun the whole grandfather thing, and uh, you know you can't wait till they get a little older where you can actually yeah. do stuff with them. You know? But I mean, here in this last week, yeah. uh, Taylor brought him over uh, three different times. And for about an hour and a half, two hours, it was just me and Zayden. Yeah. Well, one day, Rays. I go, I bring out Bill. This is our first Rays game. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and me, me and you, Rays. Yeah. So we're talking Rays. I'm doing the thing. And then the Masters comes right. on. They're the first Masters, you know. Yeah. So we're watching that. And then, uh, oh, and a few weeks ago, it was the NCAA championship. You're sharing everything. So it was our first it. NCAA, you know. <laughs> and I, I was like, well, this is where it all gets started, man. Where it you all know? goes down. That's you know? right. That's right. You know? It's all in the trip. It's all in the trip. Absolutely it is, you know. Enjoy so. it now because when it gets to that point where, stop, put this down. Don't go over there. Get back over here. Sit down. Yeah. That's when it started getting weird. Come <laughs> over here. Get uh, back over here. Come sit down. I say, don't throw that over there. Yeah. Uh, it's nah. going to get there. I know. But it's all, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm really glad um, you guys are having this experience, you know, especially for Taylor, you know what I mean, because it helps mature up you know what i oh, mean yeah. because she has a a serious responsibility you yes. know and she's doing an awesome job right now absolutely you know? she is and you know it's just so you know well you know it, it, we were talking about it you know and i experienced it i'm sure y'all did too uh, uh it's like when you're you know you're in the young part of your life teens early 20s you know and you you're, you you haven't found purpose yet you haven't found purpose you don't you don't know what you're supposed to do you don't know lots of times you don't know what you're gifted at you don't know what your thing is you don't know what you want to do 
you you haven't so when you're when you haven't found purpose it's easy to be selfish i mean it's hard not to be i mean even when you're a really good person you know and that's not but still you're kind of into self and um and i and i think when uh, some some women some young women when they get that first baby uh that's exactly what happens to them when it's positive is that that they that gives them purpose Right. And they embrace motherhood, and yeah. uh, and it, and it's awesome. It's awesome when you see it. It, it, and, it goes uh, the same for um, males too. Mm-hmm. It goes the same for um, well, the the males that feel like that responsibility part right. is that you know what I mean because that happened for me. You know what I mean. Once I got to that point where you know the first child, I was like, oh man, I could still be hanging out but then once that reality shot in like oh man i got you know i can't just say i'm going here now i gotta make sure the baby's straight before i can do this so that mindset started the mindset started changing sure oh man i gotta make sure he got food i gotta make sure they got clothes i gotta make sure yeah you know what i mean the mom is all right everything is straight so your mindset start women get it because women get it faster because they're actually with the baby all the time the men once they start getting to the responsible men then you see that change it start mm-hmm. pulling you away from all the other things you do you might still do some of the other things oh yeah but you don't do them as consistently as yeah. you were doing well i remember for know? me just in a, a simple thing of uh and me and pam both is that once once you have a child there you go well when it was just the two of us we could sit here in the evening and drink a bottle and a half of wine and catch a nice buzz and you know whatever and this that and the other where you go when there's a baby there you go I can't catch a we both can't catch a buzz. Yeah. We have to choose. You're gonna catch a buzz tonight, <laughs> I'm gonna catch a buzz tomorrow night. And if we're both gonna catch a buzz, we gotta wait till Aunt Kay comes over. Sure. To because because you, you, you go in that scenario, ifs what if the baby started choking? What right, if right. the what ifs that if something all of a sudden happened that you needed full focus and you couldn't because you were impaired. That's and that responsibility And then side. something worse happened to that child because you weren't able, because right. you were impaired and you weren't. I go, that's, you know, you'd never forgive yourself. It's not worth it at all. It, it's not worth it. No. And so where before your life could be very cavalier, whatever, do what you want when you want, all of a sudden now you go, and I, I know I talked to Taylor about it. You have to plan. Right. If you want a party, you have to plan it. Right. You have right. to plan it. Who who's who's gonna be here that ain't partying? Right. That's gonna be on point that I trust. Right. You know, with the children. Right. And and uh, you know, so it's like I told Taylor, I said, You can still have a wonderful life and you can still be gregarious and you can still go out and party and have fun. But you just have to plan it. Right. You can't just no. do it on the fucking fly. <laughs> you know, although people do. And, you one, know, one, and yeah. one thing I experienced, and it was, and, and the biggest experience was this weekend. Um, 
like I said, with the AAU team, we have uh, the tournaments we've been going to, like the like some of them we go out of time, we'll leave that Saturday and we'll come back that Sunday. You know what I mean? So, you know, if, if, if you have a good game or whatever, good tournament, you come back home, you know, you've been going today, you come back home, relax. You can have you a glass of wine or something, you and your lady. This this is this tournament, we were actually in Orlando Friday. And like I said, we were there Friday to Sunday. So Saturday was our we call Saturday our hump day. Cause you we have we had three games in one day. Wow. You know what I mean? So that's nerve wracking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all day you gotta keep the boys focused, you gotta keep them fed. That's nerve wracking. So when we got back to the hotel Saturday night, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go downstairs yeah. and get me something to drink at the bar, you know? And then that responsibility side shot, in, shot into me. It was like, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Because you got all these boys here at the, at the hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got responsibilities. You know what I mean? You can't be impaired. None of your coaches can be impaired. When you in entrusted with these kids, yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean. So, it's a it's a mindset of that responsibility mindset. Exactly. You know exactly. what I mean. So I, I I've been so adapt to that responsibility mindset that even when it kicked in with older boys, I realized what I still can't and can't do. Right. When they're right. entrusted Especially with me, you know what I mean. Right. That's that's a hard with tenth thing, graders you know? too, right? They're tenth graders because they're you know thinking I mean? about going out and getting drunk. Right. Too. Right. <laughs> that's right. right. You gotta well, walk. Right. And, you know, and, and, of course, leading by example. Right. You know, you go catch a buzz and one of the kids sees you, especially when they're 15, 16 right. years old. Well, they know right. you have a buzz. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? They you catch can't on fool to, them. No. Yeah. They got – they're and they're going, well, fuck, that's the way it is, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. It, and you, you would hope – you wish everybody that parents – Right. Thinks yeah. that way, I, and, I, I and unfortunately, sitting, everybody parents doesn't think that way. Right. I was and I was sitting in the room Saturday night, and um, actually, we had if we would have lost the game, we would have had three games, but since we won both games, we got the night off. So I was sitting in the room Saturday night, me and my daughter, and and my wife, and like three of the boys came in the room, the team captain. Um, my son and another one came in and he he was like, Coach, what's the plan for tomorrow? You know what I mean? And I was like, We just gotta trust what we've been doing, you know, we gotta stick to this, we gotta stick to that. And they actually hung out in the room with me for a while, you know what I mean? And I got a chance to pick their brain, you know what I mean? Right. Talk to them. Because what 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 we went out and did with this team is we're, we're doing, we're, with this team, what makes it so different, we're not just trying to teach these guys on the court. We're trying to teach them about life off the court right. as well. That's right. why that, that we came up with the name Manatee Legacy because legacy stands for let's educate God and change our youth. You know what yeah. I mean? So a lot of the time that I spend with them or around them, I'm coaching them on the court, but I'm always trying to show them about life, trying to teach them about things that's going on in life. Right. One example was two of the kids on my team, um, two of the kids in our organization, our team, 
um, they go to Bradenton River. They go uh -huh. to Bradenton River. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys heard about it, but Bradenton River lost one of their star um, senior point guards a couple months ago. He got he got he got um, he got killed right down here in Sarasota. He was in a, oh. he was in the car with a bunch of friends, and they're playing with a gun, oh, and bam. No. The gun goes off, and he was he was a star senior. Mm. He had he had college um Jesus mm. he had college scholarships already to go places and stuff like that. Wow! And bam, he's gone. And two of uh two of two of my tenth graders was on his varsity team with him. Oh You yeah. know what I mean? So I was showing them, you know, the scenarios of life, and he was a good kid, just in the wrong place. Wrong time. At the wrong time, you know what I mean? Right. And those are the types of scenarios that I try to show them as well, you know what I mean? Sometimes when you're in a certain spot, you have to continue to be in a certain way, you know what I mean? Because even though a night of fun for him, he couldn't have foreseen what, what the no. outcome of that. Right. You know right. what I mean? So what I, the point I was trying to show them is the decisions you make, whether they're fun or whether they're just just hanging out. I said, if it's anything that comes in that vicinity where you have to question, why is that gun here? You're immediately supposed to get away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because right. just in that instant, a good kid is gone. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I try to teach a lot of, uh, that's what I try to preach to my team, you know? Right, right. You know, we, we, we got to be... It wasn't like he anybody purposefully shot the guy. No, it was just no. a gun. Went, it was an act. They were goofing around. Right. And, uh. So he lost his life, and the friend that was in the car basically don't lost his life. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. of, this, of the situation, the scenario. Right. And that's why, you know, it's so important for... Uh, me and my coaches to try to the organization the, the the way that we taking it is we we we're trying to bring a different outset to the youth instead of using them for their for their athletic ability let's try to make these young men into a future fathers or something like that you know what i yeah, mean yeah exactly if they see you doing the right way right that's going to that's going to help them do the right way right. you know what i mean right. so right it's right. a lot goes into that responsibility thing well you know? you've been doing that for a long time and i i love that what you guys have done right, right, right. with the young people and and you mentioned a long time ago that you know you, you'll have you know that there's several of these athletes that they don't have dads no. or they don't have a dad that's really there for them right you know? right right and you guys know you're kind of their dads right you right, know right. i mean you're you're it uh and uh and you know and that's just uh, it's awesome it's awesome that you do it and uh and that's 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 the great thing about sports so often you know that uh well sports i will say that sports and the arts whether yeah. it's sports or band or acting community. or theater any of those things that yeah you you're you're within a community of other people that are all being responsible and 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 good, you know, good to each other and kind and responsible the way that that uh, that life ought to be. Right. And right. so often Hopefully, isn't. Yeah. And uh, and it just makes I know it turns so many kids around. And it, yeah. and and that's where it's so fucked up when you hear about school systems cutting money 
you know, from for clubs. those kind of programs and right. just Sucks. going, just going, nah, we're just going to stick with academics. Well, you're missing half the why we're, what we're doing with the kids. I mean, you know, when it comes down to brass tacks. And I think there's, and I know there's a certain amount of people, and they'll say, it's not my job to raise those kids. It's not my job to pay tax money. Yeah, well, to raise kids, and you go well. You can say that, but like as we all know, you'll deal with it on the other end. Right, it's right. a foundation. You're not you're not laying way for a foundation. Well, one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, you know points of the Bible is uh, uh, with Christ was uh, uh, no lamb left behind. Right, and it, and and when I say that, I, I go, I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you believe in Jesus as the the Savior or where you believe it or not. But just the just the thought of no lamb left behind. We don't sacrifice anybody. Everybody's valuable. Everybody's valuable. That's right. And and there's book after book and movie after movie and television special after television special about the person who was that person that if you were going to leave somebody behind, that was a son of a bitch to leave behind. <laughs> uh, definitely. They would have even said, I was the son of a bitch right. to be left behind. Right. And somebody didn't. Right. Somebody yeah. didn't. And because of that, they went on to, not just to become uh, a, a good, just a good person together and, and be something that a person that society is not having to take care of right they take but they've gone on to be something more than that where they're taking care of others where they're 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 being a a, a, a huge positive thing and uh so that's the reason nobody yeah. left behind you know no matter what i think yeah I, I was thinking about it the other day actually is less is gonna get up but uh it's like we have so many things now i think that isolate people I think it's dangerous. Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 dangerous in a sense to, you know, um, so many people get caught up in their success. Yeah. That sometimes a lot of them forget how they got there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it. That's what makes it dangerous. You know what I mean? If if you remember. If you remember how you got there, then you don't mind having that extra sentence for a person to, but that might can change their life. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't always have to be, you have to take this person up under your wing to make this person a better person. No, no. You can just show that person just um, kind words. Right. You know what I mean? Or like um, a little direction. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And then that kid probably never had that. That man, some men, most men don't have that. No, no. And you can give them that little direction and you don't know how their life can take off. You it's know what I mean? Yeah, it's small things like that, I think. That's why I just, like, I, I, I appreciate the internet for all of its good qualities, but also it's a bummer with all the bad qualities. I think one of them is isolationism. Like, you're... You have, you have kids, especially today, that are going home and their friends are online. Their friends aren't even in front of them. They're, they're living in other parts of the world. You know what I mean? They just isolate themselves and they're not part of a, of a community at all. And they're not, and and they're not associating themselves nah. with the community. 
and they become socially inept where they, they can barely have conversations with people in front of right, them. It's, right. it's, it's, just, it's weird to see. Uh, like my, my cousin's like 19 and like luckily he was part of sports. You know what I mean? But I, I've seen some of his friends and I'm like, you, you barely talk to them. They don't even know how to form sentences almost in a social situation. Right. I'm sure they could write one down or something. They can, it's not like they can't read or write, but man, it's so, I think it's a problem. I really do. I think, it's not something that we've ever faced before, you know? And, um, you know, just like it has its good side, it has a downfall, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I see so many people put their business all out on social media. Yeah. You know, I don't, underst- I don't understand that. You know what I mean? I, be- I mean, yeah. your business is your business. Yeah. And then when, when you put your business out there on social media, soon someone calls you out on that or yeah. says something about it mm-hmm. then you're hell over high water mad with that person but you're the one open that door yeah open that door you know what i mean i you know i mean like i said it has its good points but it has a lot of bad also you know what i mean because it does yeah i don't like the way people communicate anymore like it's it's weird like that especially in my generation I'm, I'm 27 myself but it seems like people are more comfortable with texting or messaging you it's so impersonal like just call me yeah you know what i mean if, and especially if something important if you're saying hey i'm on the way don't call me for that that's a dick move but right. you know when you're texting me something like pretty important or personal like why are you texting me this it's right like, it's right. so impersonal it's just and, and they do that a lot do you know they i mean some people are actually doing business move on yeah. the text you know what i mean yeah when 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 the moment that you're sitting there taking that time to text, you could have just picked up the phone and two minutes later you could have yeah. got a complete understanding. But that goes back to they're becoming so socially and out yeah. to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes they really can't communicate what they're texting. Not effectively. You know what no. I mean? That's why they're texting what they're texting, you know, yeah. because they don't have that communication skills like, you know no. what I mean? They're losing their communication skills. Yeah. That way. Yeah. If they're not, it's like it's like anything else, any other, any skill. It's like muscle memory. You gotta work at it. You gotta, you know what I mean? Like they're losing that. They're going like I don't know. It's just, it's it's a bummer to me because I don't like it personally. I don't. I hate when I get a paragraph from somebody. You know what I mean? Even if I pissed you off or something, or I wronged you in some way, maybe like, whatever happened. It's like. I look, I get a paragraph from you right now. Like, you could just talk to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't be face-to-face necessarily. Just talk to me, though. Like, why do I got to read this, like, Bible passage that you just sent me? You know what I mean? Like, this is <laughs> and, 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 and insane. Some people, and some people feel when they send you them long texts of telling you how they feel and, yeah, you know what I mean, this is supposed to make you um, feel a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're upset right now my mind is i think we could have got a complete and better understanding either face to face or a phone call yeah you for know sure. what i mean because i don't know how you feel when you're writing this text no you know what i mean you could be bullcrapping me in this text <laughs> yeah exactly you, know I mean? you could be out there saying i'm really gonna make him feel bad you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah but if i'm on the phone i could hear it in your voice yeah i can read you a you little know bit what I mean? oh i could see it in your face you yeah. know what i mean but yeah. a text is just so yeah, you can't convey tone. You can't. You can't connect with it. No, it's terrible. I've been in so many. Tr- I, like one time, you know, just for an example, I was like, <laughs> like 
in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, fuck you. But it came across as like, oh, yeah, fuck you. And then it started like a fucking fight. I'm like, no, I was totally joking. You know what I mean? Like, right. And it's like you can't convey tone. You just can't. Like, especially if you're a comic. It's a terrible idea to text people, right. I think. Because you're always trying to make jokes. And it's, you can't. Like if, uh, if you're like written down a joke and then like somebody else reads it. Like I've had that happen to me before. They like opened up my notebook and they're like, what the fuck is this? And I'm like, it doesn't, it's, it's weird when it's written down. Like it's not, it's not in comedic form at all. Right. You know, it's like, it's let me, let me say it on stage before you judge me. You know because I mean? we're breaking it. When they see it, they just reading what we have wrote off the top of our head. Exactly. They don't, they're not reading. They don't, they haven't heard it. No. Nah. They don't know the way we're breaking it down. They don't know nah. the way we're processing it to break it down to, yeah. to make it seem completely different. Yeah, You absolutely. know what I mean? So it's just like the, the saying is, there's no feeling in when you're reading it and not seeing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Or not hearing it. Yeah. It's so, so it's, crazy. I, 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 you know what I mean? I wouldn't say that I dislike social media, but I don't think it should be the way of the world right now. You know what it's I mean? too much focus on it. Too Jeez. much focus on it. Take a Everywhere step you look now, someone is like this. Yeah, it's it's rough. You it's know, rough someone is texting on their phone. You yeah. know what I mean? It's that little safety net. I actually tried this social experiment before. I was uh, I just went out to eat, and I just left my phone in the car, and I found that I wasn't able to have that out. You know, where where you're sitting there when you're talking to somebody, and then you have like that awkward dropping conversation, maybe silence, maybe the waiter comes up. But I, I didn't have that ability to just pull my phone out and pretend or maybe find something or distract myself from the conversation. And I found that I was able to converse much easier. I didn't have this fallback. You know what I mean? This, like, ability to just go, oh, well, fuck the world. I can just look at my phone now and it doesn't matter what's going on around me. It, right. it forced me to, to be in the situation at all times, you know? And I kind of liked it. And, of course, I missed, like, three phone calls. But I still, like, it was a good, you know, it was a good little little uh, training exercise if you will you know you 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 can actually see some people and they're together in the same room yeah in the same group yeah and nobody's communicating everybody's like this yeah it scares me honestly i think like that, that's what the future holds for us just people talking through their phones even if they're right in front of each other it's very strange it's it's not it's not even it's really not even nothing to really look forward to. No, it's you not know exciting. What I mean, because yeah, and then they don't realize everything that you put in social media, everything you put on your phone, can be used against you in the future. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somewhere there's a track record of it. You know what <laughs> I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Stop giving out all your opinions. You know what yeah. I mean? Careful. That's all. So it's so somewhere you put in there, <laughs> man. I really want to kill Bill, <laughs> and then. Bill gets killed, <laughs> yeah. so they give you a call. We need to call. We need to yeah. call. We contacted you about a text you put out yeah. August twenty first <laughs> of, of 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 two thousand sixteen. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and you can't say I was just joking. Look, yeah. it says it. I was just it's right joking. there. Nah, yeah. man, That's I ain't seen shit. Bill in twenty years. <laughs> yeah. This is the green room, guys. We've been doing a podcast all night. Come here, sit down, Rob. Okay, sit down. No, you sit here. <laughs> sit there, Kelly. See, what we've been doing is just called a conversation from the grid. So you just put that right there. 
And we already talked about the fact that Rob and Kelly were here earlier, that y'all yeah. were in for uh -huh. first time, first time here in this, that, and the other. And, uh, and, and that we didn't say anything else. Uh, I, I don't think, did we? About what? About these guys? No, I don't think so. I didn't tell any yeah. fucked up stories. You trashed them a little bit, but I mean. Not much. What? <laughs> trashed up? <laughs> no, not at all. Not you at better all. be careful. Yeah, That's right. No, we were in, uh, we were, well, uh, uh, Rob was in Lambda Chi fraternity. And, and I hung out with Lambda Chi fraternity. Uh, and, uh, and, and, but I never, we never actually joined right. the fraternity. But at some point, somebody said we were in it. <laughs> Some and and Danny Newton said it was somebody that said that could do that, right? Like some grand poo fucking bar, yeah. somebody. I think it was when we were in Nashville. Well, that was only forty four years ago, Les. Yeah, well, it was forty four years ago, but that was it was. Uh, and 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 I want to say that. Would you consider that that fraternity at, at Memphis State was the Animal House fraternity? Pretty much. I, I mean, what say. was there another? Was it like Sigma Chi or something like? Wasn't there like one other one that was Sigma pretty? Sigma Chi, SAE was pretty, pretty crazy. Too. Pretty bad, pretty crazy. Yeah, there were some bow and arrows shot across Midland Avenue. Into the other <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> which one from the roof? Well, SAE shot a, an arrow into the SIGAP house into the front door. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. were they disciplined for that? Yes. <laughs> they got in a little trouble. <laughs> well, which one was the one that Stanley and maybe with Russ or somebody stole their sign? Uh, we got in trouble for uh, throwing eight dozen eggs at the Pi Kappa Phi house. Well, and, and when we got pulled over by the cops, we still had some eggs in the back seat. <laughs> oh. And that's, that's when that's when the big R said we were going to a cookout. Yeah. Oh, the cops asked you where you were going with the eggs. <laughs> make some omelets. <laughs> and the cookout, they go go make some omelets. Yeah. Yeah. We're making omelets. And you think nowadays you go, you go, people go. You, that's how wild they were. They were throwing eggs. At a thing, not yeah. not a drive-by shooting. Yeah. No, yeah. No, think, no weaponry at I all. I think the throwing eggs is a little better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So you got the bullets. You like the show? Yeah. You like the experience? Good. The show was great. Everybody so. was really good. I thought it was good night to tonight too. We didn't catch much of Jim's because we were back here talking, jamming around. But yeah, I heard them though. They were laughing. Yeah, they were laughing. Really good. And uh, now we got open mic night. So this is y'all's first time in Sarasota. First time here. Do you two days on the beach? A little bit of goofing around. Do you like the place? You, I love it. Yeah, it's really nice. How about the weather? Weather's awesome. Okay. We're only gonna have one bad day. Yeah. Friday. Friday. Friday we got a storm rolling in, which will drop the temperature Friday night and Saturday. I don't think it's supposed to get above seventy degrees or seventy two or I something love that. like that. That's you know. still good for me. Oh, right? Yeah, for us. I just said that's still good. April and May for us to still get seventy degrees. We're like, ooh, that's good. That's yeah. fat man weather that, right that there. That is fat yeah, man weather. That's a fat man's right. weather. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's my shit right there. <laughs> it's been raining at home for months now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's been terrible. Nasty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we just get that little little thing on Friday. And I was trying to think of what y'all would do. You might just hold up in the hotel. I don't know what y'all do. 
Now, we've been married 30 years less. We're not holding up in the hotel. Okay. All right. All right. That's right. That, that's, that's 15 minutes. That left a best. Long. Yeah, that left a At long best time ago. 15. Good, solid 15. That's with foreplay and everything. Yeah. That's like talking. Yeah. Uh, uh, ice cream after. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I read that the other day. I was curious what was the average, because I knew I'd heard it. What was it, the length of an average conversation? No, no. Coheat, co- you know. Coitus. Getting it on. Coitus. Oh, okay. Get on, bang yeah. it gone. Bang it on, yeah. They said uh, it was uh, six to eight minutes. Wow. Was average for anybody. They're for, bragging. And then they said ten. 10 to 15 was like, that was like, you know, really, that was really a big, big deal. And so the the all night long shit, what are you you doing really? Yeah. I mean, really, what are you really doing? I mean, what's really going on in the room? All night long. All All night night long. long. We did it all night long. Yeah. What? <laughs> Stop it. Played Scrabble halfway through. So yeah, watch the movie. <laughs> watch the movie. We was naked the back. whole time though. That counts. That counts. Yeah. We held hands. We touched. <laughs> it was very touching. It was very touching. That's good. No, I was saying, but like you know, the the things here in Sarasota are like the Ringling, the whole Ringling grounds. Right. You know, the museum's awesome, and uh, and uh, Cotizan, the 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 home, and and uh, the circus museum, but just the the art museum alone or moat marine uh right. the shark research institute oh, yeah. which oh, is yeah. a, an aquarium and then but also they have an estuary program it's a research area you know they whenever they have a a, a, a beached whale or dolphins that come in they bring them there to rehab them and all that kind of stuff it's a cool place as a matter of fact they're getting ready to build a new one out by the interstate it's going to be magnificent that's going to be huge really? too. yes it's going to be amazing amazing thing you know yeah. So, so, uh, well, are we going to go uh, have a drink? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You, you approve, Kelly? Okay. All right. Well, well wrap all it right. Up. we wrapping this thing up. Let's wrap it up. All right. Conversation's over. Conversation's over. Thank Show's you. Show's over. Conversation's over. It's over. Nice yeah. hanging out with you guys. It was man. good. It's been real. It was good. It's uh, good to have you back again. Memphis yeah. crew in the building. So That's it, right. It, Memphis is right. here. Memphis is here. Yeah, y'all it's taking it, over. It's been real. Hey, hey Gino, real. are we paying you this week? Oh, oh, so fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. All right. Good night. Good night, sir. Thanks again for listening to yet another episode of our Conversation Podcast. Check out our website at mccurdyscomedy.com for all of our upcoming events, shows. Also, check out Jim McHugh at jimmcue.com for all things Jim McHugh. He runs the Boston Comedy Uh, festival up in Boston and uh, for all those uh, aspiring comedians is a good person to know also check out Gino Williams aka Gino the garbage man he's a regular here at McCurdy's he's always playing and uh, check him out on Facebook at Gino Williams and uh, thanks again for tuning in to another week we'll see you next time